Hello, Woolwich Community Church and anyone else who is watching this broadcast. So welcome to our Sunday service. So this is the second Sunday that we have met together in this way on social media, remotely like this. So be encouraged that we're still the church, even though we're not physically meeting together, we are still one in Christ. And as I said to you last week, for those that um, joined us for our Sunday service last week, that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. There is no boundaries with God. There is no restrictions. There's no limitations to the spirit of God. He's free to roam. He's free to do whatever he wants to do. And he joins his people together. There are billions and billions of Christians on the earth calling out on the name of Jesus and we all belong to one family. So as we start today's message, can we just pray please? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity for us to be together again today in your presence and with one another. We thank you for the power and the love of the Holy Spirit and that this life that we are living for you is real Lord, it's real, you are real and that we don't take lightly the gathering of us coming together like this. But we first and foremost, we honour you, the unseen guest that we can't see physically, but we can see your workings in our lives through us, the peace that you're giving us, Lord God, the way you're answering prayer. We pray today together in unity in the name of your son, Jesus. And we say, Lord, have your way today. May your word, the word of God, go forth in might, in power and in demonstration that you can show that you are alive and you are the one in control. Lord, I bless your people and I thank you that your word's already blessed. We don't have to bless your word, it's already blessed. May we all receive the engrafted word of God which is able to save and set us free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So there is a lot that's happened since last Sunday and there are many of us, we're in varying different situations. Some are at home self-isolating, some are at home working, some are at home with family and working. You might have two or three people in the household working and still having to look after children. Some are feeling alone and on their own. Some are volunteering. There is many different things happening in our lives as um, a community, Woolwich Community Church. And we are staying contact, in contact in so many different ways. And that is absolutely beautiful, the way people are supporting one another. So let's uh, continue to do that. I have got a message for you today from the Lord. And this message is what I believe is on God's heart for us as a church today. And for us to embrace the word of the Lord and to listen to his instructions. Before I start with the scriptures, I just want to read out a poem by one of our members, her name's Daphne. And uh, I believe that we should read this poem out. Um, it's about the flock, it's about shepherding, it's about Jesus, and it's about all of us. So it's entitled The Flock. And as I'm reading it, I just want you to think about where, where you are in this poem what part of um, the journey that you're on, where, where you are as a uh, member of Jesus's sheep, his, his great flock. So it's entitled The Flock. It says, down the track comes the flock, a mass of woolly bodies and legs. 
tumbling, stumbling, rushing past. Keep up, push on, don't get left behind. I want to see what's in front. I want to be in front, hurrying, scurrying. Stay on the path, go with the flow. Some go slow, trailing at the back, breathless, restless, hard to keep going. One in front of another, can I stop now, rest now? Young ones skipping, jumping, race ahead, then stop dead. Where's mum? I'm lost. Adventurous ones leave the throng, wander away to look over there. Where? Something exciting. To eat? To taste? What's behind that stone? The shepherd, ever watchful, guarding, guiding, prodding, calling. Come back here, helping the lame ones, encouraging the slow ones, carrying the lost ones, laughing at the cheeky ones, loving the difficult ones. On he strolls confidently. He knows the path. He knows the way. He is the way. And this is a great picture of Jesus, our shepherd. And as we, as the sheep of God, as we go around in our daily lives, it's sometimes very, very difficult to be able to not just contain what's happening in this season, being on lockdown, being in our homes, not being free to go and do the things that we find pleasure in, the things that give us um, great calm sometimes, just to go out, go to the cinema, go to the restaurants, go um, to different places uh, to visit people, your families, your friends, and all of that is stopped. And that is very difficult for some of us. But I wanted to read that poem out to you because it was a picture to me, and I hope it's a picture to you, that the shepherd is always leading us. What has happened now in these times is no surprise to God. God knows what is going on. God understands that we can be feeble, that we can be weak, and that we sometimes we don't know what is happening. But even though we feel like that, we have a great anointing inside of us. We have a great Holy Spirit inside of us who is leading us, who is guiding us, who is showing us the way. Today, I want to bring a message to you surrounding who we really are. We are a family. Yes, we are. But we are also an army. We are an army and we are called into the army of God. I just want to start with reading um, a couple of scriptures and uh, I want to start with the first scripture in Hebrews 10 and verse 25. It says, let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some do. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since we can see that the day of the Lord is coming nearer. We can all see that that day is coming nearer. And even if we wasn't living in these times, every day we get a day older. Every week we get older, every month, every year, every decade we get older. And one day we will be out of these bodies and we will go and be with the Lord, whether we are 20, whether we are 30, whether we are 65, whether we are 89. Wherever we are in our lifespan, we are growing, we're constantly growing. And we shouldn't be fearful of these times because God has a date of birth for us and then he has a date when we will be with him. So don't be afraid. And don't forsake the assembling of coming together, even if it's for now, through social media and through mediums like this. I want to read scriptures from Matthew, Matthew 6. 
And this is when Jesus was talking to people and he was explaining different things about the kingdom of God. And one of the things that he highlighted was not to be afraid and not to worry. So I'll read from Matthew 6 verses 25 to 33. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. That's a big worry from people at the moment. Don't worry about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. We can hear the birds now louder than we've ever heard them for a long, long time. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, not not even Solomon, in all of his glory, he was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, worry comes in a lot, A lot of times in what we say, what we generate, we're perpetuating worry because we're always saying things over our lives that can cause us to worry and doubt and have doubt and unbelief and cause other people to worry. Don't doubt, don't have worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? All these things the Gentiles are seeking, people that don't love God, people that don't know God, they're seeking these things. Your heavenly father, he knows what you need. He knows that you need things. He understands that. He understands what's going on. But it says, here's an alternative to worry. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all those things that people are seeking after, that we ourselves are seeking after. God said, if you do the one thing, those things will be added to you. You don't have to seek after them individually. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. I've been preaching for quite a long while, saying to people, live in the day, live in the moments. We don't have to be in fear. We don't have to worry. We can embrace the fullness of what God has got in store for us today. Many of us know, if not everybody that's listening, knows the Lord's Prayer. A part of the Lord's Prayer is, give me today my daily bread. God knows how to daily feed us. He knows how to take care of us. And he doesn't want us to be a people that worry and be in doubt and unbelief. So I believe that the Lord is saying to us today that we should stay connected. We shouldn't be in fear and we should not turn ourselves over to the spirit of this age, the spirit of Antichrist. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that, there's many voices that are coming into your lives now, into your homes, invading your homes all the time, on the news, what you're watching on social media. And God is saying and asking you right now, whose voice is the loudest? Is it God's voice that is the loudest in your life? Do you get up 6am, 1pm, 10pm, you've got the news on, either the BBC or the Sky News. 
I understand that people are feeling anxious, but that will add to your anxiety. It's good to watch the news maybe one time a day, so maybe the 10 o'clock news or the six o'clock news, but don't keep it on all day because it will generate fear. And also it will be a voice in your heart, in your mind, that is taking the place of the voice that God wants. God wants the voice, his voice to be heard louder than any other voice. We pray for our prime minister, we pray for this government, but Boris Johnson's voice should not be louder in your life than God's voice. God's voice should be the loudest voice. At the moment, our national health service, our social care services, those that are in these positions, they're in need of a lot of prayer. They're in need of us to gather around as the body of Christ, as the army of God, to pray and to intercede. And they're calling for volunteers. They're calling for help. They're calling people that were retired back into the service. Today, God has an assignment for us. Just like the nation, the government are calling in people that they need to help squash this virus to help people that are in need, people that are dying, people that have loved ones that are sick. And we see all of a sudden now, the National Health Service, it's being honored like it should have been for years and years and years. It is a great service. But I wanna put it to you people that God is calling you as the army of God and he's summoning, summoning us. He's saying, I summon you, I summon you to call. I call you now back into your rightful place. Get into your post, get into your rightful position. I'm summoning you, says the Lord. And you might say, what do you mean summoning me? I'm restricted to my home. What can I do? I can't physically go out and help people. God is summoning you and he wants us to understand that we have one of the greatest weapons in this world. We have our tongues. That's right, that's what I said, our tongues. God is summoning us at this point in our lives while we are at home, while he's finally got our attention. He's summoning us as the army of God to use a weapon that he has given us and that is the power of our tongue. To pray, to intercede, to decree and to push back darkness and to advance the kingdom of God. In the book of Acts, you'll see when Jesus said to the disciples, don't go and do anything until you receive my spirit. When the spirit of God crashed in to that upper room in Jerusalem, the first thing that he did, he put tongues of fire on top of everybody's head and he gave us a new tongue. A new tongue is the first part of our body that he touched and he wants us to realise that was for a purpose. That we have the ability within our tongue, within your tongue there is life and there is death. Do not use your tongue to perpetuate fear and death. Use your tongue for the glory of God. Pray, intercede. What? Do you mean I should go around praying all day? I should just, is that, is that my life? That's what I should just do while I'm in my four walls? No, what you should do is you should ask the Holy Spirit, how do I pray in this season? Use the scriptures, 
pray in tongues, pray in other tongues. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, pray in other tongues, edify, build yourself up, pray in tongues, pray the mysteries of God out over your situation, over the NHS, over pushing back darkness, bind up this spirit of coronavirus, bind up the spirit of antichrist, the spirit of this age that is trying to cripple the people of God and cripple everybody worldwide. We are a people that have power. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Our mouth is our weapon in this season. We've been learning and we've been being taught by the Spirit in Woolwich Community Church that we are all full-time ministers. We all have an assignment. And a lot of you have been thinking, what's happened to those promises that God gave me, that I'm supposed to be doing certain things in the earth, that God has promised me what I'm going to be like for him and how I'm going to affect society. And I'm going to affect the seven mountains um, that people have been preaching about for so long and, and, and education, um, all of these different mountains that people are talking about. Mountains can be demolished in a second, in a moment by the power of prayer. I want to read another scripture from Psalms, Psalms 22, chapter 22 and verse 28. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor among the nations. God is the one ruling. God is the one who's in the driving seat. God knows what's going on. Do you think that he was going to leave his people in a, in a situation where they're on lockdown, they're in the four walls of their home, and they've got nothing to offer the world and they've got nothing to offer the kingdom. God has given you his word, the power of the word of God. This word, the word of God that we believe in has the power to heal us. It has the power to set us free. It has the power to bring healing to our body. It is a mystery that the word of God can do this, but it does work. And it brings life where there is death. The word of God is awesome. We can use it to change our search circumstances and the circumstances of others. It's time to arise as the army of God. It's time to realise you can visit continents. They've, they've um, shut down airports. They've shut down international um, travel. You can travel from your bedroom, from your study, from your sitting room to different continents in the world, right where you are. What do I mean by that? I mean the power of intercession, the power of prayer, praying for nations, praying for countries, praying for individuals, but finding out first and foremost from God, what is it that he wants you to pray about? I got a text this week from one of our young people in our congregation. Her name's Gloria. And that text just hit me deep in my spirit. She said in her text, she said, hello, Pastor Kelly, I'm back home, I'm safe. Now there is no excuse, she said, for nobody. There's no excuse for nobody to not wholeheartedly seek God. She didn't say, oh, well, now I'm at home and you know, it's time to read my Bible or to pray. Just that term, wholeheartedly seek God. None of us have got any excuse. We are, we are at home and God has got us quiet. He's quieted the things that were around us. He's quieted the things that were 
taking his attention, taking the attention away from him. He's brought a quietness to our soul. He's brought a quietness to our nation, to the world. And in that quietness, he is speaking loudly and he is saying, rise up army of God. Find out from your father, find out yourself from your father, what it is that he wants you to intercede and pray about. I wanna read another scripture at this time from Isaiah 35 and verses three to six. It says, strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. That means if there's fear, Say to those who are fearful in their hearts, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. What is the Lord saying here? He's saying is that he's saying here that, yeah, there's a time of fear that comes on the land, that comes on the people at different times all through the Bible. You will read and you will see that there's been troubling times and times come upon the people that it just seems perilous. It seems that there's no answer. But God always makes a way. He'll always make a way for his people. We are the remnant. He hasn't forgotten us and he never will. That, that scripture that I just read is a picture of the people of God having fearful hearts sometimes. It's a picture of when we feel terrified. But God is saying, don't be afraid. I have a pathway. I have an answer. And we should all know what the Father is saying to us individually. We're receiving so many um, things from other people through social media, through phone calls, through texts, uh, through YouTube, um, people sending things to us, us sending things to other people. There's lots and lots of voices and they're the equivalent like little snacks, but God wants you to have nourishing food. You will get nourishing food from the master, from God, when you take time to seek him for yourself. God doesn't want us to be a people that we're relying constantly on someone else to feed us, someone else to encourage us. He wants to take his rightful place in your life. He wants your attention and now he's finally got it. He wants to turn your uncertainty into certainty. He wants the glory for that. Nobody else. He doesn't want anyone else to take that glory. He wants you to know him now and to show up in your life and to show you that in these uncertain times, he can give you such a hope and such a certainty that comes from him. A part of this scripture that I've just read in Isaiah, it says there's coming a time after this that the blind eyes are going to be opened, deaf ears are going to be unstopped. What, what is God talking about? I believe what God is talking about is that we need to prepare as the army of God to get ready for the harvest. The harvest is on its way. The harvest is on its way. It's ripe, it's ready. But God hasn't been able to get our attention. We're, we're the labourers. We need to go forth into, into this harvest and we need to gather and we need to be ready for these people that God is going to bring into his fold. We need to be realising that this is a time, a precious time. This is a great time to be alive. This isn't a fearful time to be alive. This is a time that you can say, God, I lived in times where you appointed for me to live 
so that I could bring glory to you by the words that I speak out of my mouth, that I can bring the kingdom of God, the advancement of the kingdom of God through my life and in my lifetime. In the book of Acts, you'll see in Acts 17, it talks about that the place that we will live, the times that we will be born is appointed by God. God didn't make a mistake. You were born for such a time as this, in such a time as this, because you have great things to do in and for the kingdom of God. We have a model prayer to pray if we don't know how to pray or we don't know what to pray. In the gospels, you can see that the scriptures say that the disciples said, Lord, how, how do we pray? You'll see this in the scriptures. I want to uh, read it from Matthew 6, what we, a lot of us know as the Lord's Prayer. But actually, it was a way that God told us to pray. It says, I'll start from verse 6, Matthew 6, verse 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret. This is the time to do this because you are in your house. You have your door and you can shut your door now and you have time to do that. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things that you have need of before you even ask him. God knows what your needs are. But pray like this, our Father. You notice that God says, through Jesus here to all of us, our Father. He didn't say pray God Almighty. There's a lot of people that believe in God, believe in gods. We have a relationship with God that makes him our Father and that makes us his children. It says pray, our Father. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. We are to pray with our tongues using this authority that God has given us to pray that the kingdom of God will come more and more every day. Pray your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. How is it in heaven? Heaven is not full of fear, anxiety, trepidation. Heaven is not full of doubt and unbelief. Heaven is full of faith and power and anointing and miracles and signs and wonders. As the harvest comes, miracle signs and wonders will flow with that harvest and you'll see the hand of God. But God wants you to, wants you to use this time to realise that you are a strategic part of the army of God. And if you're in your home on your own, Take the scriptures, take the power of the scriptures and read them over yourself. Read them over people. If you're with a family, get together with your family. Pray the word of God out over your situation, out over your extended family, over friends, over colleagues, over neighbours, over at National Health Service, over the government, over Boris Johnson, over the cabinet and the shadow cabinet. We are supposed to pray for those that are in leadership over us. That's what God wants us to do. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread. Ponder a while, stop at some of these places as you're um, praying. Give me today my daily bread. What do I need today? It's not just natural food, Lord. 
Give me today the daily bread that you've got in store for me, for my life. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive those who've got debts against us. Never forget, repentance is the answer to this age. People need to repent. People need to repent and turn away from their sin and cry out to a living God and say, here is my life, Lord, I repent. The people of God need to repent. Why would God put this in this prayer that he gave us as a model prayer to pray daily? We must walk in forgiveness. We mustn't hold resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness towards anybody, no matter what they have done for to us. And I'll say that again, no matter what they have done. If you feel like you can't forgive because you just are so hurt, ask God, say, Lord, I know I'm supposed to forgive but I can't, please help me, Lord. I'll do it because you've said it in your word. God has commanded us to forgive and he's also commanded us not to fear. Fear not, fear not. I believe in the Bible, I think it's that fear not about 365 times in the Bible. The Lord knew that we were going to be challenged with fear, but he says, fear not, do not be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. God said we are to be a people that forgive. Verse 13 of Matthew 6. Do not lead us not in lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from the evil one. When you pray that, pray specifically, Lord, lead me not into the temptation that is temptation for me. What is temptation for you might not be temptation for your um, next door neighbour. It might not be a temptation for me. What we are tempted with is different for each and every one of us. When you pray this, pray and say, Lord, lead me not into the temptation that is temptation for me, but deliver me from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Use the scriptures and pray the scriptures because that is where the power lies. And if you're listening right now to this message and you haven't even given your heart to Jesus, you're just listening to it because you just maybe someone's told you to or said to you recommended or maybe you, you know me uh, for many different reasons and you don't know the Lord you haven't opened up your heart to him now is the time to do that today is the day of salvation if you want to know the truth of what I'm saying if you want to understand it because the Bible also says that the things of the spirit are foolishness to the people that are not believers it's foolishness. It cannot be explained to you. It cannot be um, fathomed in your understanding. That is because you're still outside looking in. And the Lord's saying to you today, today's your day. Today's the day of salvation. What are you waiting for? Open up your heart to me today, the Lord is saying. I've got food for you. I've got freedom for you. I've got whatever you need. God wants to bring peace to your life. I want to read another scripture. I'm reading many scriptures because that is where the power is. The power and the anointing is in the word of God. And we must make it everything in our lives. We must make that our go-to. Not YouTube, not social media, not what everyone else is saying. Let me see what everyone else is saying. Not Let me leave, leave the news on all day. Let me see what the world is saying. That will cripple you. It will generate fear and paralyze you. God wants to generate faith 
God wants you to rise up in your authority and use the word of God. Psalms 57 and verse 1. Now this is some, uh, and this is a psalm of uh, David, King David. And he wrote this psalm when he was being pursued by King Saul. And King Saul was pursuing him like David was a common criminal. And this is part of the psalm. It's um, from verse one. This is what David says. Show me favour, God. Show me favour, for in you I have taken refuge. Yes, I will find refuge in the shadow of your wings until the storm passes. David was being pursued. It wasn't his fault that he was being pursued because of jealousy. He was being pursued by Saul because Saul hated him and Saul didn't want David to become king because he wanted to hold on to what he had. Don't hold to, hold on to anything in this world that God hasn't given you. If God has given it to you, you don't have to hold on to it. You don't have to keep it. You don't have to um, use your energy to keep it. Whatever God has given to you, no one can take from you. God is saying here through this scripture, he's the refuge that he wants you to run into. And just like anyone who was a little child and a child is nervous and their parents are there, that child is gonna run into their parents' arms if they're loving parents. And the parents are going to pick that child up and make the child feel safe. Well, God is our refuge. We can run and hide under his wings. And that's where we find comfort. But we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's what it says in Ephesians. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. What does that mean? That means spiritually we are seated with Christ in authority. We are looking down on these situations on the earth already in the authority that he's given us. We are on the earth physically in our physical bodies and while we're on the earth he wants us to stand up and when we've done all to stand to keep standing we stand in our authority knowing that we are seated with him and that we have the power of God and the Holy Spirit to help us and to guide us. I want to take some time now just to pray to pray over our National Health Service to pray over those that are in desperate need that are vulnerable and that have different things going on in their lives that we couldn't even fathom. Those of us that are not really struggling with situations, maybe our mental health. Some people are not struggling in ways, financial ways. Some people are homeless. They don't know where they're turning to tonight to get a bed. And it's time for us to realise how very, very privileged and blessed we are. Not just because of the possessions we've got and the things that we own and we've got homes. We need to realise that we are living in privileged times. We are privileged to know what we know about the kingdom of God. We are privileged to hear his word and to be able to give it to others. You have the treasures inside of you to give away at this time. There is a call on the whole earth and they're looking for a vaccine. We have a vaccine and his name is Jesus. Rise up and know who you are in the Lord. Lord, I just want to take this time, if I could just all pray, I just want to take this time that we can pray, Lord, for our government, that we can pray for Boris Johnson and the NHS, Lord, and the health and the social care people that are doing so much to try and keep us safe by, by putting themselves also at risk. Lord, we want to pray in the name of Jesus and we want to use your word 
your word says in First Timothy 2, verses 1 to 4, first of all, I urge you to give petitions, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those that are in authority, so that we may live a tranquil and a quiet life in all godliness and dignity. The reason we are to pray this is so that we could have peace also, not just the world. This is good and it pleases God our Saviour when we do this. He wants everyone to be saved. That's fascinating, isn't it, how he's linked praying for our government, praying for the NHS, praying for those that have authority over us. He's linked it with salvation. We need to pray more people over this world and over those that rule over us. Who want? He wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's God's heart. That's God's desire. I want to read Proverbs 21 and 1. The Lord controls the rulers just as he determines the course of rivers. God is the one in control. So Lord, we pray for our leaders and we also pray for the body of Christ. We pray for the leaders in the body of Christ. In Jesus name, we pray that your apostolic godly wisdom will be released on leaders, on the leadership in Woolwich Community Church, in this region, in this nation and worldwide that you will release your anointing upon the body of Christ because we need it. Lord, we pray against this evil virus in the name of Jesus and we push back darkness by the power and the anointing of God. We thank you, Lord God, for individuals and families that are watching now. And I put it to you, families, and I beseech you, if you do not know the Lord, let today be the day that you open up your heart to the Lord by saying a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, you can say this after me or you can say it a little bit later. You can say, Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that God raised you from the dead by the power of his spirit three days after your death. And you was resurrected, Lord, into life, into victory. And you took upon yourself my judgment and my sin. And I repent of my sin. I turn away from my sin. And I give you my life now. Please make something of my life and give me your peace in Jesus' name. If you've prayed that and you really believe that and mean it, you have entered into the family of God. And you have our details on this website that you can contact us. Woolwich Community Church, I love you. I bless you. I'm praying for you with my husband every single day. The leadership are praying. We, we are constantly getting together by social media and keeping you in our prayers and covering you. Do the same for us too. Bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.